Hello, fellow sojourners. I'm your host, Dave Layton, and welcome to Travel with a Purpose, a podcast designed to keep sojourners and friends informed, entertained, and inspired. In today's episode, we will be visiting with another very special sojourner couple, Charles and Barbara Shelton. Hello, Charles and Barbara. Hello, Dave. Y'all did that really well. That was uh, harmonious. Well, Charles is currently one of our co-directors. His area of responsibility is office and finance. This is actually his second time being a co-director. Previously, he was co-director for Sojourns. And Barbara, thank you for helping keep Charles straight. We we talk a lot about what we do as co-directors, but we absolutely appreciate our wives. Well, I have some questions to help our listeners get to know you better. That's kind of the purpose uh, behind a lot of these uh, interviews I'm doing with fellow sojourners, so folks get to know each other. Well, certainly many sojourners know you guys, uh, having been on sojourns together. Um, We've had a lot of good fellowship time as brothers and sisters in the Lord. A lot of fun times here at Camp V. So where's home when you're not on the road? Well, Dave, right now our home is in Tyler, Texas. Just down the road. Just down the road, about an hour. Okay. You might say we're transplanted Okies. Well, how long have you guys been sojourners? Since 2011. 2011, you have. Both of us. Oh, I thought you'd been sojourner a lot longer than 2011. No, that's Larry and Linda you're thinking about. Well, that's right. That's your brother, Larry. Yeah. You just look old. I know it. (laughs) 2011, so you've seen quite a few changes. and uh, We have. Yeah, I hope most of them have been for the good. So, I would say so. Yeah, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been a lot of, lot of years there, different things going on. So how did you guys hear about Sojourning? My oldest sister, Inez, was married to a guy named George Brumfield. And in 2000, no, 1998, they became sojourners. And they were sojourners for 10 years. And we heard about sojourners uh, from them. And, of course, then Larry uh, became sojourning in 2010 or something like that. And uh, and we heard about it from him then after that. Okay. The reason I ask that, uh, I like to ask that, why people or how people heard about becoming sojourners is, I've, I've discovered a lot of people heard about sojourners from sojourners, and that's what we need to be doing. We mm-hmm. need to be telling folks about it and recruiting outstanding couples like you guys. So that's a, that's a big thing. And so uh, Larry and Linda became sojourners a year before you guys did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, Larry and Linda met down here at the workshop. Okay. And uh, okay. just everything what do we call them? Re- retreads? Yeah, retreads. <laughs> yeah. So before you became sojourners, I always like to know what kind of activities y'all were involved with that help you now as sojourners, like your career or special talents that you might have had and used. Well, there's one thing for sure. I don't have any special talents, so it can't be that. But most of my uh, working life, I sold cor- corrugated boxes, and that helps me know how to relate to people, how to okay. kind of read people and, and pick up on what maybe they're thinking. Well, and 
I've always thought of you as a very capable manager, and and uh, so uh, I see that going on. I'm sorry, Barbara. Just being around Charles, he's a good influence. Yeah, Charles, I've heard you also speak and teach. So apparently, uh, I mean, that's not something that's learned overnight. A lot of experience there too. Yes. Uh... I could tell a story there, but Barbara doesn't want me to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it uh, it takes a lot of a lot of willpower and a lot of want to, yeah. and getting out of the comfort zone. I have not been on a sojourn with you guys. We've worked together here at Camp D a lot, and uh, I've seen times where Barbara has put us guys to shame with her energy level. Well, again, I, I like to ask the question about what people did before they became sojourners because uh, some folks feel like, well, I, I, I don't know that I can be a sojourner because I'm not an electrician or I've never taught a class or I've never done this. Uh, you know, yeah, you've got a lot of skills that you may not know about mm -hmm. and, and folks can bring those into play. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, well, hang on to the end of the board while somebody else cuts it. That's right. You need that too. And uh, yeah, you know, we need folks to help us do whatever we do. Well, the next question I'm always interested in asking folks is, what's your most unforgettable sojourn, and what made it that? I'm going to let you answer that. All right, baby. Barbara. Um, I guess I have to say uh, Ganderbrook in Raymond, Maine, because it was a seven-week sojourn, and we were allowed to work with the children or around the children when they were being taught and they taught classes outside. So while we were working in the flower beds, we could listen to the teachers teach the children. And it was very, very uplifting. Okay. Being around the children. Mm -hmm. You know, we last year was the first year that Lynn and I did a sojourn up at North Alabama Christian Children's Home. And, and yes, it was, it was a joy being around the children mm -hmm. and uh, all of that. Now, now, is that a camp? Yeah. Where y'all were at? Right. Yeah, in the book. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of activities going on at the camp. Yes. Okay. So we worked to relieve the counselors so they wouldn't have to mow and do all the things that we did so they could put their full attention to the children. Okay. Okay. Good. And it was it was fun mingling with those kids. Uh, mm -hmm. It was really an experience eating with them at the long table and and just let's see they have what's that little motor you have on the front of your boat that you uh trolling motor? trolling motor okay we had trolling motor ice cream one night they made it with a trolling they motor. Made it, it poured a bunch of ice cream from boxes into this 55 gallon drum poured a little milk in it and then put that trolling motor down in there and the propeller turned it on and it made ice cream too okay I've heard of people using boat paddles for things, but never heard of them using <laughs> That was a first for me. And, you know, interesting. They cleaned the pond scum off of it before they uh, put it in the bucket. Uh, <laughs> I think they said that the bucket and the motor were both new. <laughs> uh, and uh, the thing about it is one of our, uh, our main speakers down here at this workshop uh, was one of the uh, guys that brought some of the people up from Harding University, some of the kids up. And we got to meet him and his wife, Donna. And we're looking forward to seeing them again here later on. Okay. 
Yeah, you know, that's the neat thing about sojourning, too. We make friends uh, everywhere mm -hmm. we go, congregations we're at. It's like we've always been there or part of it. It's just, it's that's a neat thing about sojourning. It is perfect. You know, getting to know people. And, and you know, one of these days, there's going to be a kid that grows up and becomes a sojourner and says, oh, I remember the sojourners coming to camp mm -hmm. and uh, made an yeah. impact. Yeah. And you never know when you're going to run into another sojourner when you're out there, maybe not even on a sojourn, but just going from place to place. We ran into Steve and Janet, Janet Johnson okay. of all places yeah. in uh, Colorado Springs, wasn't it? Colorado Springs, Colorado, okay. one Sunday. He yeah. almost ran over. No, I almost pulled out in front of him. He was in his big rig. But he, and then later on, we went to lunch with him, and he said, there was some guy pulled out in front of me to do I said, that would be me, Steve. Yeah. One time, Lynn and I were heading out here, and we were going through Meridian, Mississippi, and I happened to look over in the northbound lane, and the Swifts were coming up there. And you know how I knew it was the Swifts. Uh-huh, the boat on the boat front. On top. <laughs> yeah, the boat on top of the truck. And yep. I said, look at there. There go the Swifts. They other yeah. side of the interstate over mm -hmm. there. That was pretty neat. You're right. We've, you never know. You never know. Okay. Well, Charles, you're also one of our presenters for one of our instructionals, the mm -hmm. one that's called Listening Lab. And this is one that's a very popular program. So tell us a little bit about this instructional, such things as, you know, what it is, uh, who should attend, uh, and, and then maybe even how somebody can become an instructor for it. Well, the listening lab was started by a guy named John Savage, and he did it as his thesis in in college. And it's basically what causes some people to drop out from being faithful and others don't, and how we can help those that seem to be drifting toward becoming inactive workers in for the Lord. And we'd teach a series of listening skills. There's 11 of them. And we just try to teach people how to go out and how to visit and what to say and mostly what not to say when they go visit somebody. And it's very interesting. Uh, the, the seminar is uh, four sessions. We usually do one on Thursday night, one on Friday night, and then two on Saturday. But if we can get enough people interested for the workshop, we're going to do one down here. Okay. This coming Friday and Saturday, we'll do two on Friday and two on Saturday. And hopefully we can get enough people interested. I'm going to actually go around and knock on people's doors if they're campers and, and tell them about it if somebody hadn't heard. Maybe we'll get enough. So far, we had not gotten the four people. Okay. Uh, signed up, and that's really not enough. But this also helps with family, with your your relationship, with your um, spouse, um, with your children. It helps. The program helps with right. all relationships. So it's not just uh, a, a program for a church. It could mm -mm. be a program. It could be a program for anything. For other yeah other organizations yeah. or family. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, the the fact is, most people don't listen to understand; they listen to reply right, or to refute. I've or, heard yeah, that. Yeah. To so see, uh, I just did that, didn't I? 
<laughs> it's easy to do. It's it easy, easy to do. Yes. If you yeah. don't believe me, just the next time somebody asks you, well, how I heard you went on vacation? Where'd you go? Well, we went to the Grand Canyon and we had a, we've been there, you know, they're not interested in your story, but in listening lab, it teaches you how to listen okay. to the story that the person has and uh, how to respond. How to respond. Well, I guess a lot of times, yes, we've been there or had a similar story. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, something I noticed when I was going through cancer treatment, everybody had a cancer story. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, you know, I had an aunt and she had that cancer and she died but you're not going to die you'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> okay open mouth <laughs> everybody had a cancer story and i appreciated you know they were trying to encourage mm -hmm. okay so um barbara i liked your comment that it's for families because i could see a situation where it could help parents learn to listen to children it can mm -hmm. help children learn to listen to mm -hmm. parents so it could be a kind of a Part of a family retreat. It could be active. very much, and it yeah. is an active seminar. Your people are going to participate. People They're don't just going to sit there. They don't just sit there and listen to us, yeah. right? Okay, right. Good. So there's uh, there's some exercises involved, and yes. And, uh, so what do they take away from it? If, if if a successful graduate of listening lab. I assume they're going to be able to, I, to listen. Yes, and, and to, I, I would say one of the main things they bring away is to uh, learn how to relate to people. Okay. And and to listen to people. Okay. Because, it, like I say. In, in other conversations I've had with you and folks, uh, and, and you alluded to it a little bit, we have people that leave the church for whatever reason. And we need to know why. So right. we can address that situation. Yeah. So it'll help in an evangelistic way and helping recover people as well. Okay. And we also teach in the seminar how to watch when people are beginning to, I mean, their behavior changes. Maybe they used to sit up to the front and now they're back at the back. Maybe they used to come every service and now they don't come on Sunday night or Wednesday night. Look for the signs and hit them off before they get too far. Okay. It's a lot easier to keep people than it is to get them back. So you're, you teach people, um, it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one listening skill. Mm -hmm. At the personal level, mm -hmm. I guess, is where I'm trying to go. Yes. Okay. Well, that sounds fascinating. And so uh, that's that's kind of what it is, and and a little bit about who should attend. So how how can I become an instructor if I'm interested in being a presenter in Listening Lab? What we teach is Listening Lab One. To become a instructor, you have to go through Listening Lab Two, okay. and it's a little more intense. Okay. It's a little longer, but uh, right now, unfortunately, we've got more of a need for more listening labs than we do for more instructors. Okay. We don't have enough listening labs to keep all the instructors busy we have right now. Okay. So if people will go out and start signing people up to come to the listening lab at their congregation or wherever, uh, and as we get busier, then we'll... Uh, well, we should be doing that when we're on a sojourn, a team leader, has a great opportunity to say, hey, we can do an instructional mm -hmm. while we're here. Mm -hmm. 
whatever instructional is, but yes. certainly listening lab. Right. Okay. All right. Well, this sounds like a fascinating program. I've not been through listening lab. I've been through listening training, um, right in other ways. And uh, well, we're starting at. at uh... I know where you're going, so I haven't I attended, right? Yeah, we're uh, starting at 3 o'clock Friday. Anything else, Barbara? You got anything else you want to add? No, sounds good. Okay, all right. Well, friends, that wraps up our visit with Charles and Barbara Shelton, a wonderful sojourner couple that many of us sincerely have come to love and appreciate very much. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast or you know someone we should have as a guest, or if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, please email me. My email is sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Also, please follow our podcast to keep updated when new episodes are published. I'm your host, Dave Layton. And remember, we glorify God as together we travel with a purpose. Mm -hmm.